it's time for us to unmute, do the things. I guess I'll let you hooligans. Let you let your hooligans. You better, you better close it, dude. Yeah, we can talk. I, right. know, I know no such thing the word. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about Lost Ark today. <laughs> it is, it's, I told you, if you play it like an RPG, it's pretty fun. Not gonna lie. It's pretty good. Guys, girls, people of all creed, nationality, color, amazingness, Yo. gamer status, console players, PC players, everybody here. Welcome, guys. This is the Less Than Average podcast. Today's guest... Mr. Adam Manjaro. What is up, Mr. Adam? What's going on, my man? How you doing? And there's a random 29-month subscription from Zion Yeet right over top of your head right there. And my co-host, Mr. Zion Yeet. That's a weird way of introducing yourself, Zion. I'm just going to slip that in there. <laughs> just randomly slip that in there. Welcome, guys, to the podcast, man. Welcome, Adam. Thanks for being on today, man. I appreciate you. Is this your... Uh, I, never, I never asked. Is this your first podcast? Yes, it is actually. Oh, how'd you hear about our podcast? I wonder how. I don't wonder how. I uh, wonder. No, I've met, uh, I met leveled um, in 2021. I think it was summer of 2021. Mm-hmm. And um, I just wanted to find a sequel with people to play Halo with because I thought Halo was going to be my niche and the game that I wanted to get to. And uh, I just learn more and more about you so i want to get onto the the get onto the game that's for sure appreciate that man super appreciated man i uh it's cool we kind of i think we met with we played a random game i I don't know how that i don't know if i came into your chat or you came into my chat we met randomly and you were like you know because halo is such a small community so it was awesome man we got to like chill and hang out for a little bit um and then yeah we just kind of just kept hanging out i just raided you a couple times raided me kind of just like kept talking and then here we are man which is wild. Oh, can you bring your mic a little bit closer? Uh, yeah, gotta bring Grogu. Grogu. There you go. Yeah. Okay, what's what is the story of Grogu? What's going on with Grogu here? So, uh, I have had I have a HyperX Quadcast microphone, and it used mm-hmm. to be red, and it's that's how it stayed. And I was like, I'm not the person who likes red, even though my university. You're literally wearing red, red right now, right? Yeah. And uh, so. Uh, I just decided to keep um, Grogu on here because I got this for Christmas one point mm-hmm. and he just fit perfectly right underneath my microphone. I was like, he's my mascot. He's going to sit here forever and be my buddy. So there you go. I, kept- I almost bought the same like Grogu plushy <laughs> thing at mm-hmm. Walmart for Christmas for myself. And what ended up happening is I got a Christmas stocking stuffer that's a solar powered Grogu bobblehead. <laughs> for the peripherals what yeah, what does so it if do I leave him in my wind if i leave him in my window silly just his ears like his head twists back and forth that's what that's, that's dope, dope. <laughs> yeah you gotta, you gotta show it off dude. that's super cool so everybody who's listening at home he's holding up this miniature tiny grogu that literally just bobs his head back and forth that is so sick can we get like an Wait, amazon that, link for that, that? <laughs> I need that. that. In front of your dash of your car, it, like those, the, like those little I sunflowers. That yeah. Like that kind of thing. But I it says Galaxy's Greetings, and then. Oh, I need that. Little, it's got I a little that. solar panel, and his head, his ears bob back. I want forth. that for my baby's room, dude. I'm putting that in the and baby's room. I also got just a Boba Fett mug to go with it. Nice, nice. Sick. So, Adam, let's just start with that, man. Are you a big Star Wars nerd? 
a huge Star Wars nerd. I mean, okay. like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if you can see it, but all almost all of these, uh, what like are they called? Punk, Punko, Punko Pops. Punko Pops, Punko Pops yeah. uh, are pretty much all Star Wars. Nice. I have a few Halo ones up there, but pretty much all of those are Funko Pops. I have a bunch of Lego Star Wars uh, that I've been hanging up since I was, I don't know, uh, seven. So I'm, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. Okay. Um, I've watched every show, every movie. Um, I'm, I finally caught up on Boba Fett, which is amazing. I love the show completely, and I okay. recommend people watch it. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know if you, are you a Star Wars nerd? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Ask this question. Okay. Actually, the funny part is the first time I saw Star Wars, I was like eight years old. And uh, my stepdad at the time, he was, uh, I think, cutting yards or something. He has his own lawn care business. And he just dropped me off at one of his clients' houses while he was doing work. And the guy was like, uh, you want to watch Star Wars? Like, what is that? He's like, yeah. And then I just watched the original and I just got hooked man i watched all of them and from then on i just every single new one that came out i watched the shit out of it uh, the only thing i haven't caught up on is um any of the, that was the animated series that's the one i missed clone wars clone wars i just never never did clone wars that was the only thing i didn't get into if you haven't watched clone wars then you haven't watched rebels either i did watch rebels though i just didn't watch clone wars oh okay. like the okay. that big season like you know there's how many seasons of clone wars there's, seven there's six seven. and then the seventh one came out because they were working on seven and the Disney bought Lucasfilm and then it got shut down for like eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Which was awful, but I was so happy with how they finished it. Uh, right. Honestly, because like I watched the Clone Wars as a kid, um, but as I kept on getting older, they kept on getting darker. And like, if you're, I, I was telling my mom this and she loves Mandalorian. She loves Boba Fett. And I said, we have to watch Clone Wars together. We have to, because like you will understand so much more context and so much more of the characters if you watch these shows, and if you just keep watching them, it gets better. It might look like a kid's show at first, but it is 100% worth watching that show. Hmm. I, I guarantee you, you'll have a blast watching it. Probably. I got. I really love Rebels. Rebels is great. The character development, the way they did things, that art style is a little funky, it's a little off-putting, but the story development is good. Like I really enjoyed Rebels. Um, Clone Wars, for some reason, I've started it and stopped it and started it and stopped it. I just couldn't watch it all the way through. I don't know why it was. But I've played um, all of the Battlefront games. Um, I, I was there when Commando first came out. Like, I'm old. So I've been doing Star Wars stuff for a while. Like, I went, you know. Um, the only thing I haven't done, um, I haven't been to Disneyland. I haven't watched. I didn't go to, like, the Star Wars, uh, the actual spot in Disneyland. So probably the one oh, thing I haven't uh, done Galaxy's yet. Galaxy's Edge? Galaxy's Edge, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, you um, want to pay roughly 500 bucks to have a lightsaber built? I would. No, I'm Fuck good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. No, I'm good. Pass. I'm sorry, I would. I 100% would. I'm sorry. <laughs> you that's have that me. adult money coming in soon, dude. So, yeah. I do. <laughs> right. Spoiler. Speaking of that, actually. Um, well... I've been uh, in school for the past four years, uh, becoming a mechanical engineer. Finally got my diploma, which is right there. Sheesh. sheesh. Um, and I um, been trying to find a job for the past month. I've been able to finally get one, and I started on last Monday. Um, it has been very nice and very slow, and I'm really enjoying it. That's awesome, man. Oh, it's amazing. 
What made you want to get into um, into mechanical engineering? So, um, going back to Legos. Uh, you say I'm Star Wars Legos. Here we yeah, go. Oh no! Okay. Going back to Legos, I am in love with Legos, and I love tactile things. So I like to use my hands a lot and mm -hmm. uh, try to work with my hands and stuff like that. So, at the age of ten, my dad asked me, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" Like a serious question. What do you want? To, what do you want to do? What do you want to pursue? Uh, my dad at the time was a firefighter, and I wanted to pursue that. Um, but as like, I think two years after that, when I turned 12, um, and I learned a little bit more about, about my family history and stuff like that. I uh, decided to go, I wanted to go to engineering. Mm -hmm. um, going into my family history. So my great grandpa uh, was from Germany and he moved over to the States right before World War II started. Okay. And he met Kettering, which was the first person that created the the person that created the electric starters on all the cars. So whoever created them was the one who created it. Dang. And he worked with them to uh, help him out with some German books. So Kettering went up to him. He's like, "Hey, I don't know what this says. I don't know how how to read these books. Can you translate them for me?" He's like, "Yeah, sure, I can do that." So Kettering was able to help him out with education and getting to engineering school. And he was able to, my great grandpa was able to make some patents for uh, certain machines and stuff like that. So Dang. I was uh, very inspired to be uh, like him. So I just wanted to pursue what um, my family has been wanting to do their entire life, pretty much. Nice, man. Well, it seems like you had it kind of laid out. That's awesome, dude. So you kind of knew you had one route and then you, you know. You started pursuing something else and dude engineering school is apparently super tough so congrats on that dude i know, I know that's got to be a weight off your shoulders i'm so happy right now like it is it's a definitely a big step in my life and i just wanted to i, I can't thank my family and my friends enough to keep telling me to push on keep pushing through um it was a it was a trial but I, I got through it and i'm excited to move on with my next step in my life um i hope to pursue more i'm like with anything in your life, you're gonna keep on learning shit. It's not gonna end. So I, I yeah. have to pursue more education and stuff like that later in my life. But uh, right now, I'm just like, trying to pay off my student loans. <laughs> yeah, well, gotta do what you gotta do. You know, you gotta, but it's cool. I mean, it's cool that you found a job that you liked. You found something that you wanted to do, something to pursue, and then you went through with it. That's always the big thing, man. You know. Um, so. On that same note, though, what got you originally into streaming? Like, what, why, why streaming on top of you know doing a mechanical engineer <laughs> freaking um, diploma? It's a lot, right? <laughs> so, I as a kid, um, I think I was fourteen, and my dad gave me my first capture card for my three sixty. Okay. Um, we didn't know really how it worked, and I started making some a few videos here and there. Um, but, uh, it wasn't really what I was looking for. So I stopped for a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, I was focused on school and, uh, focused on my, um, sport that I was playing in, which was cross country. And, um, I just wanted to focus on that more. Um, and then I got back into, uh, a little bit more streaming right around probably, I'd say right after the pandemic started. Uh, in 2020 mm -hmm. um i 
figured that I could definitely push myself to do something a little bit more and wanted to um, make people happy and enjoy life and always keep their head up because I've been I've seen people with that are always down and always in the dumps and I, I feel that sometimes I do but I always tell myself I got to stay strong stay like keep your head up there's like there's a light at the end of the tunnel you just got to keep moving so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm always looking forward to just trying to keep, keep my head up and keep going with it so right that's what I wanted to try to show people and teach people like say hey you know what life's tough life sucks it does but you just got to keep moving with it you yeah. just like got to roll with the punches go over the hurdles and at some point life's going to throw you a bone you just got to take it or maybe not man sometimes life blows <laughs> Period. Right, the whole way. <laughs> the whole ride sucks. Nothing good about it, bro. Uh, but there's always like the end tunnel, man. That's you know, that's, that's kind of um, that's awesome, man. So you stream, you know, you stream. What, what games are you streaming? I want to I want you to kind of give me an idea of like what do you do oh. when you stream. Like you know, tell people who are listening, man. What what you got? So I uh, I stream a lot of Halo, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about that, but I uh, like to stream Minecraft, um, like mainly first-person shooter games. I will play an RTS every once in a while, but it has to have like a good start and end. And like Stellaris with Star Wars mods. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Stellaris with Star Wars mods. Yeah, that's a good okay. idea right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just like to, um, I, I like I said, for right now, I'm just trying to learn as much as mm -hmm. I can about streaming. Um, especially since I was like, I don't know, when I started out streaming, I was very shy and I was really like, like, I don't know what to do. I didn't know how to like talk to people. And especially since I was in high school, I was very like, I was a very shy person. Right. And streaming has really helped me try to grow and try to like communicate and trying to like talk to people. Um, so that's really been helping me out a lot. Um, so right now it's just like getting to the groove of things and trying to like trying to entertain people as much as i can um especially when like we've been talking about this like you i think you even talked about it in probably another podcast but streamer bot has been helping me out a lot pretty much so i'm I, glad I man um i think the trick is there's always cool like how you are like you like tactile engineering issues i like um more problem solving software tinkering I, i'm more of on the software side of things if anything um obs andy yeah pretty much like you know i love to learn about all the intricacies of like okay this is cool but how do we make it better or how do i make it my own you know that kind of thing so streamer bot leorn board you know using scripts um different widgets combining those together into obs obs you know in general is like a like a melting pot it's basically an editor if you know what you're doing but it just takes you have to learn all the little pieces and then how each piece works together and that kind of stuff that problem solving is what i built my whole business on man um so like how you are with legos like physically holding it for me it's like ma mind mapping a problem and then how to fix it using this piece of software um it's kind of I more to, my thing i need to build him a couple of keyboards that he can use that aren't just complete shit yeah there's two both keyboards shit. on his setup they're they're both shit. I have a Skytech Gaming. I've never heard of that. I just bought it with my other computer. And Amazon then Basics. I've had. I have. I have this thing. Whatever this is. This this <laughs> Rappo. 
Have you ever heard of rap? Rap poo? <laughs> it's literally R A P O O. Rap poo. Okay, enjoy that. I've had it for. I think oh. I've had this uh, the same amount of time I've had this this other computer, so it's like probably seven years old at this point. <laughs> it's probably. Um, yo, we had a good question in chat. And Zion, you want to go? I'm sorry, I don't want me to cut you off, man. You're good. Uh, two things about Adam that he brought up that I did not know you were a cross country runner. That's something yeah. <laughs> we have in common. Really? You ran? Yeah, you ran cross country. Only in no. high school. I didn't do it in college obviously because it didn't go but um junior senior year varsity and then uh sophomore year was jv 3k 5k i ran three 10ks it was a good time everybody always going dude you're crazy for running that much i i don't understand how people like right now at this age i'm like i don't want to run anymore <laughs> i'd rather go to the gym and uh lift weights but uh when I was there running, they were like, How, why do you Hi. run so much? Like, I enjoy it. I just think it's fun. And especially with the... Boomer up there is like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> they even no. paid me to run and I wouldn't like it. That's the, they literally did pay me to run in the Marine Corps. They tra I had to train, like, and they'd pay me to do it. And I'd fucking still hate it. Okay, it's terrible. But uh, I liked, definitely liked to run. What was your, uh, what was your PR? I'm pretty sure it's better than mine. But uh, since you were varsity, uh, my 5K or 10K? Uh, 5K. 5K was 18:12. Very nice. I was and... a, I was a minute below you, so I was 19 minutes. Nice. I mean, hey, anything over 20, you're you're anything, falling ass. Yeah, anything under 20 is amazing. Yeah, I guess. Uh, our our uh like our lead guy uh my buddy brayden uh, his best time was fucking absurd it was like six seconds off the state record cool <laughs> uh yeah it was it was like 15 oh, it was absurd that's three minutes per k jesus christ yeah oh he was just, he was schmoovin but schmoovin he, he was good dude so cross country, what else? You had two questions. Uh, again, fellow Star Wars nerd, and you said yeah. you finished up uh, Boba. Before we got started, I asked if you were. Re I know you said you weren't much of a reader, but um, I will highly recommend the High Republic series of books that have been coming out as of late. There's books, and then there's comics, and they both all like tie into get each other. Chronologically, the order's kind of janky because some of the kids' like comic style tie into the adult-themed uh, books. Mm -hmm. But overall, it's a good overarching story. You get to see a much younger Yoda because it takes place like 200 years before the events of uh, Phantom Menace. Hmm. That's one thing that throws me off about um, Mandalorian and Boba Fett. They had that one scene, spoiler alert, where he was having that flashback and it was him in the like with all everybody getting murdered because obviously he's older order 66 order 66 right so you think yoda was clapping cheeks uh, no. <laughs> no. face immediately no. immediately no. hey no. i'm so, just yoda, saying we don't, we don't, we don't no, stop we, so we don't no, know very much about yoda's race because there's only three of his just, race recorded in like star wars anything canon okay there was yoda there was yadel which was the guy that was in episode one and only shown for a short amount she, of time yeah she okay. was very 
and then she uh, Grogu. Yeah, she. She. Yeah. Well, is she. There's only three, but there's only one baby, and there is Correct. one male, it one is, female. Possibility. I'm just. It is a uh, um, possibility. It hasn't been I disproved, think... but we don't know if they produce asexually. We don't know if. That's true too. Yeah. We have yeah. No and I think that like it, it is possible that they could have to save their own race I'm because sad. one, their race is very like. I'd say it, it, they take a, it takes a long time for them to live. So if they, they're like elves and like Dungeons and Dragons stuff like that. Yeah. There's not that many of them, but they live for a fucking long ass time. True. So it's like, do they reproduce as much as possible, or hmm. like, or they're gonna flood the entire world with a bunch of people? It, it, it's like Hype! I think they had a little time to like, hey, it's time to have a child. We're about to die. I think it's time. It's time for us to have a child at this at this moment. So, I don't know. It's possible. Maybe or the force just brings them together, because they're so fucking good that they have to produce another good child. No, no idea. Well, yeah. okay. He also, was, go Grogu ahead. was a. Uh, Grogu was, I'd say, he was thirty when Order sixty six happened. So, mm -hmm. like, trying to figure out what. That was probably the time when even before the Clone Wars even started, way before even Phantom Menace started, and it's just like that's when he was born. So spoilers for who anybody who's watched uh, Boba Fett, let's just say that right now. <laughs> right. Uh, Yo uh, Luke was talking to Ahsoka and he was saying, hey, uh, he's just remembering stuff. I'm not teaching him anything. He's just remembering. So like he, Grogu knows how to use the Force. He knows how to use it. He just suppresses it because he's terrified. Right. He's so scared. So like, I don't know. I I can't wait to see the dynamic of these of these characters. I have loved the. Sh I have to say this. I have loved the shows way more than I've loved the movies because it's hmm. it's so good. Yeah. I, I think the character development in the shows are way more improved. And just shown out more throughout the characters, especially Anakin in in Clone Wars. Like he was fleshed out way more than the movies because in the yeah. movies he sounded like a spoiled brat kid, but in the shows he's like he's a natural leader who's like takes charge and can help people out as much as he can. Right. It, it just sucks that you see what happens in the next in the movie. It's just like, why did you change that bad? I no, saw a so. TikTok trend that said that Anakin is technically the Jedi Grandmaster. Are you talking the Jedi Grandmaster? Because he never technically was. He was on the council, but never granted the rank of Jedi. So, he never, yeah, he's, so when the council was killed off, he was technically the last surviving member. After Yoda died, he became the Jedi Order Grandmaster, technically, by technicality, because he was never completely taken off the Jedi Order. But at that point, like, the, the, temp, like so, the order didn't exist at that point. So, so that's matter. that's the debate right now. Is like somebody right. was saying, like, basically, though, like, if you think about it, like, logistically, like, he was granted onto the rank of council, but never kicked off. 
The council all died except for Yoda, but the second that Yoda died, Tet and Obi-Wan both perished. They were he was technically the only one left on the Jedi Council, therefore being the Jedi Council Grandmaster, while also working as a Sith Dark Lord. Okay. At the same time. So I'm gonna get this also straight. Yeah. So now I'm just throwing that out. That's a theory. I wanted to hear what you guys say. Yeah, I I want to hear what you guys say about that. When let's say there are two people, there are two people inside of the body of Anakin. One is Darth Vader, and the other is Anakin. So Mm -hmm. when when Darth Vader is truly born when he is chopped up by obi-wan he is truly born at that point yep but yep. when order 66 was happening it was a switch between anakin and darth vader okay. because when he was attacking the jedis he was he was darth vader but he was letting he was himself with... go to try to open himself up to the dark side that way he could save padme right yep. so okay. um he he took that path but when he was like fighting obi-wan he was still darth vader but when he saw Padme, he was Anakin. Okay. So that that's that dynamic. But throughout Luke's life, when he was like turning 20 or 18 or something like that, when New Hope was about to start, he was still Darth Vader. And then once he re- Darth Vader realized he had a son, then it becomes a switch between Anakin and Darth Vader again. But it's more Darth Vader than anything. So it was, I think it's uh, Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. It was, I think so. This is the sixth episode. Darth Vader is now truly switching between those two. He's he's switching back and forth. Okay. So, Anakin and, and I, Luke's like, I can help you. I can change you. You can come back to light. And he, Darth Vader's like, it's too late for me, son. It's too late. I don't. I can't. I can't change what I have done. I've done so many bad things. So when uh they go see the emperor luke decides to go strike the emperor and darth vader stops him he's not darth vader is not stopping him because he's trying to save the emperor he's trying to save his son from turning to the dark side he's literally trying to stop him from trying to execute somebody and kill somebody out of rage He's trying to like say no don't do this you're gonna turn into me if you just if you keep doing this so like i i just love that dynamic of just like you gotta think about it it's just it's so interesting and so like convoluted that you just like oh my god i can't believe that like darth vader is actually like trying to help his son out it's just like you can't be doing this stuff and so. right it's though never thought about that the, one of the legends books is non-canon but it talks about it of after he killed quote unquote killed Padme because choking her out eventually did the damage that killed her during childbirth right. uh, his like last tie to the light after fully enveloping in Darth Vader after he thinks that Padme and the kids are dead is his love for Padme there's multiple like comics and books tying into he, he would constantly be meditating or dunking himself in Bacta to try to regrow his lungs so he could gain some propensity of what he was before because after Mustafar and Obi-Wan cut him up and then he burned it burned any chance he had of 
out like outdoing Palpatine. Mm -hmm. uh, George Lucas has come out and said that after Mustafar, Anakin's potential was cut by like twenty percent of Palpatine's. Mm -hmm. So Vader was always stuck at like eighty percent of Palpatine's strength because not only the cybernetics made him weak to Force lightning, but also because he just lost foresight. His thing as Anakin Skywalker was always being able to see the future and see the deaths of his loved ones and be able to see different things that would happen in the future. Right. As Vader, he lost foresight completely. He wasn't able to see anything. Hmm. Damn, I'm learning so much about Star but Wars right it, now. Wasn't uh wasn't Palpatine putting those memories inside of Luke to try to like influence him to try to go to the dark side to save Padme? In the case of Shmi, yes. In the case of Padme, no. Okay. Do you guys think Jar Jar's Binks was actually a secret Sith Lord? No, no, no. no. I know Why? I knew, exactly I, I knew no. it's coming. No. <laughs> Confirmed. God. No. Why was that meme started in the first place? Because, like, you know what? Why There's not? certain you know? scenes that people have pointed to, like, dude, I saw the video. It looks suspicious. It looks a little suspicious. Like, when... Somebody, something's happening. Jar Jar's in the background, like fucking muttering stuff, and but like he's always. Gonna, people are always gonna like theory craft random shit like that. Like, there's two like leading rumors that they're tying into for uh, what you talked about the Order sixty six scene where Grogu's getting carried away while the clones are gunning down those three masters or Jedi, mm -hmm. at least the two knights and then the unknown. There's actually a lot of controversy about that scene for two reasons one because people think the guy in the center is Sindralig, who's like the jedi swords master of the temple he's like the head swordsman out of everybody but anakin 1v1'd him in revenge of this or like fought multiple people and him during revenge of the sith and it's in the hologram that obi-wan and yoda looked at of him cutting Sindralig down so it's not him plus the lightsaber is different it looks weird but there's a lot of rumor going around post Book of Boba Fett of who took Grogu from Order 60, like who saved Grogu. And the two leading ones are Jocasta Nu, who is the head librarian for the Order. That's a good one. And I'm then, sorry, Yin just said Misa fucks off, writes off. <laughs> just yeah, gets stuck in my head right now. Yeah. Uh, the other one being Mace Windu. Stupid. And uh, yeah, Mace, it doesn't. Mace, no. It doesn't People make a lot of Mace, sense because Windu. Mace was yeah. They, he was I already dead before Order sixty six. Yeah, it's not I'm, officially confirmed. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's true because he only fell out of a, a a window, but not necessarily. Nobody saw him hit the ground. Yeah, I'm saying. I say it's R two D two. I I believe in that theory, honestly. How about Ahsoka? Because nobody yeah, knows where she was around for. Not, She's not on Coruscant at the yeah, time. Yeah, she's, she's on. Yeah, go watch Clone Wars uh, season seven. You'll okay, understand. so it's yeah. that's in. Okay, got it. Okay, I guess I'm catching up to you there. Okay. Um, yeah, I definitely like if any if nobody in chat has watched Star Wars, I'm sorry for you. I feel so bad for you, but it's I really feel like you guys should watch Star Wars. Um, it's just it's such a it's harder thing to get into and try to like follow through with. But just keep watching. You'll you'll enjoy it. You'll have fun. It's just it's a fun time. 
So. Most the same thing with um I love the Halo lore. I think the Halo lore is super intricate and interesting. Same as Destiny 2. Destiny lore is crazy intricate in in so many moving pieces and so many cool little things that they do like the even like uh, the last wish raid with the dragon uh like the whole story of what the dragons were in the first place and how they grant wishes and they're from another dimension and it's like it's all sorts of crazy stuff like the storylines it's cool how you can build like people craft these worlds in the first place but uh i think my favorite lore still even with star wars obviously super like i love star wars and even the art style of star wars are very retro futuristic retro kind of look um but i still think that halo is probably still my favorite lore like I, maybe just because i've studied it more and i just like it you know i just like it more i think it's i think it's it's very intricate and interesting how um it's it's sci-fi enough but also believable enough where i think it's what star wars does very well it's like in a galaxy far far away a long long time ago you know it almost makes sense like there's humans like a million years ago billion years ago whatever that you know somehow had this kind of technology uh in a in a different distant galaxy well same thing halo feels very much involved with uh it's in the future set in the future that's not yet set but we're kind of militaristically going that way and then so it makes sense for the past you know uh they they account for the same timeline we're in whereas star wars does the same thing it kind of accounts for our like it's obviously high fantasy sci-fi, but it's obviously, you know, it's believable. It's believable sci-fi. And I think that's the trick, you know? Um, actually, we had a question earlier today. Uh, I wanted to get that to Aragon, but holding off on this one. Um, this is kind of out of left field from our Star Wars talk, but um, as a streamer who has a partner that's also a streamer, how do you deal with both stream life and IRL separate? So actually, this is really good for... <laughs> Adam, this is great for you because the, the podcast title is Work-Life Balance. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'll leave that one to you, my friend. So, I say the way to do that is definitely set a schedule for yourself. Um, but if something is more important, especially school, me personally, school is more important right. to me than streaming. Uh, streaming is a hobby to me. Treat it as a hobby. Because... That, it, that makes streaming on the lower half of your list, like the lowest of your list, family, school, job, and your friends are f way way up top, top of that. In my opinion, streaming is a fun thing to do and you should be focusing on something way more important. But if you have time to do streaming, then go for it. Go have fun, play video games with your friends and uh, talk to people it, it, it's it's such an it, like a, it's just an interesting hobby to get into it's just like going to doing a sport or i don't know uh being uh going knitting going pottery going knitting no yeah do you go do you go knitting bro are you knitting in space like what the fuck <laughs> what is happening right now so we've got the fellowship of knitters here. No, we <laughs> we meet every Thursday. But, so like for me, when the school was going on, uh, I would still work at Kroger's, which is the job that I was at. And I'll talk mm -hmm. about that later. But um, I just had it as a hobby level. It's the hobby level. That's where it's at. Um, where I, I can understand people have their 
streaming as a job i get it if that is now now your hobby has become your job then that is different but you should when you're starting to stream treat it as a hobby in my personal how, how i felt it how it was going for me and i'm i'm having a blast i'm having fun and that's all that's all i can ask for so um yeah that's how i would think about it yeah get, so get at it. put it on a schedule treat it like a hobby I got to take off for a minute. Speaking of family issues. Okay. Speaking of family. Yeah, it's fine. Um, no, I totally agree with you, man. I think um, streaming is a very unique. I, I like to think of it like a skill more than just a hobby. It's, it's something that you have to get better at. Um, and also, while we're on this topic, um, no amount of equipment that you get will really make your content better. Um and if you do treat something like a hobby, I think the biggest caveat is don't exp ex try and enjoy what you're doing. And it's okay to be better at what you're doing with something, but don't expect it to give you dividends in return because streaming is highly competitive and it's a really, really interesting um, topic because there's no right or wrong way. There's streamers out there that right now that have never shown their face that have 15,000 viewers. And then you have somebody really highly produced that spent $5,000 on a setup and they have three viewers. It's not comparative to what you have. It's about the content you're creating. But that also takes time. A lot of your famous, like I, we've said this so many times, but you know, a lot of the most famous content creators out there have been doing it for six, seven, eight, nine years. They've been doing it for forever. And on top of that, they've been creating content that they used to suck at. And then they just had that break or they they got, in, they got somebody got in front of them or they, they got big on another platform and they came over to Twitch. Like, you know, it just, it just happens. So, um, I gotta, okay, leading up to this, Aragon has asked, uh, what if your family doesn't approve of the fact that you and your wife play video games instead of just a regular life with kids? Um, both him and his wife get constantly put down because of this. That, to me, er well, actually, Adam, you want to take that question? So, it's hard to... I, hmm. <laughs> if your family and... If your family disapproves of it, then I'd say... It depends on how old you are. I know how that weird that sounds, but like if you're like 30 and you're playing video games, fuck them. I don't care. It's my it's my life. I, if you're going to diss me for doing what I love to do, fuck them. But if you're like mid through your early 20s, maybe. I don't know. Uh, going to family events is important. Um, having that time together is important. Um, it's, it's trying to figure out like what is most important in your life. And if your family is like down in that category, that's fine. That's totally okay. Um, but yeah, I feel, I think that like work-life balance is definitely like trying to figure out what is most important in your life. Is your family more important or... Um, do you find that your hobby skill slash job is more important Then, yeah, I don't, I don't think your family should bring you down on that pretty much. Yeah, I don't, I'm going to take uh, a little bit more of a st starker approach. Um, I'm definitely saying fuck them. Um, I mean, I'm in the fuck them boat regardless. Like who are, is anybody to judge what your passion, your 
your life choices are. As right. long there's a caveat, as long as it's not to like maliciously hurt somebody or you're neglecting everything else to only do that one thing because that's that's compulsive that's obsession that's different that's a different distinction like that's, that's if you're playing if you're yeah. yeah if you're if you're playing video games 18 hours a day and you're forgetting to shower and eat and you're not taking care of yourself and you've yeah. stopped you stop seeing your friends and family then you need you, you need to really look at that like a like an addiction not a hobby but if you're playing video games as a hobby for a couple of hours um yin and chat just said something really um really crucial it's like you know he find invoke says i find hilarious that the people who often disapprove of people who play video games are the same people that come home from work and watch netflix for four hours and at which point what is the difference and that's a very well said statement because mm-hmm. um what is the difference i i i um let's do a step back i've actually aragon i've actually had this kind of conversation with my wife um so I've played video games before I started streaming. I've I've always played video games. I've been, I've been playing video games since I was four years old. Um, oh, yeah. oh, I, yeah. I mean, I've been playing video games when we met. Uh, I I I used to play MMOs. Um, and I at an early age found that balance of like, okay, I need to do schoolwork. I need to go to school. I need to do this, and then I can play video games after those things. But I originally I even had that like addictive personality to video games for a while, where it was the only thing I wanted to do. Um. But my wife, for example, um, she didn't realize that I use a lot of my free time because when we were dating, she would she wouldn't see me all the time. We weren't living together for a little bit. And, you know, I was in the Marine Corps too, so like I'd be I was gone for like a good nine months, and I come back, um, and she didn't realize how much I actually video gamed when she wasn't around. I'm like, yeah, this is my this is what I do. This is my hobby. I don't you know, I'll watch a movie with friends or I'll watch a show here and there, but this is what I like to do. Um, and what I equated it to is like, what's the difference between me hanging with my friends online in the house nearby you in this place or me going to the bar like I used to do? Like, what's the difference? Because then I'm going to be gone for four or five hours and then I'm going to come back. So it's like, it's this, it's just a mentality thing. So if if it's a big roundabout way of saying like, Aragon, my advice to tell your friend is have an honest conversation. Like, why does this bother you so much? Why, why does it bother you in the first place? And if you can't get over the fact that I play video games, then, you know, I can't get, you know, then you, it's it's kind of, if you want to be a shithead, be like, okay, why do you, you know, why do you go on family vacations every weekend? Why are you spending 18 hours on your yard every week? Some people are obsessed with their fucking yard. Some people are obsessed with going to classes. Some people are obsessed with going to the gym. They're there 30 hours a fucking week. You know, it's like what, it's, it's a just because somebody doesn't dis- disapproves because it's a video game doesn't mean that's not any less like a choice that somebody wants to do. It's stupid in my opinion. Um, right. And I see that uh, Aragon says that they're both in their mid thirties and have t- two kids and work as a nurse and uh, EMT. That's a hard um, job, so, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So like, my dad, I- I've talked to uh, Zion on my. Um, love it about this but my dad plays destiny and he, he loves that game he has enjoyed that game he i i don't think he's ever stopped playing destiny um and he's an emt and he focuses on his job and his family and he, he has a work-life balance it's just like when i have free time i'll go play destiny it's like trying to figure out like hey 
is my is my kids cross country meet more important than this game? My kids cross country meet is more important than this game. It is. It is way more important than this video game. But if it's like you are not going to see your kids for like what they do for fun, that's wrong in my right. opinion. It is very wrong in my opinion. You should be going to see your kids. You should be like and here's another thing. If you're playing video games, have your kids play with you. I play Minecraft. I'm 23 years old. I I would play with my kids that play Minecraft all day. That is so much fun. Like I I, don't, Dude, I, don't I wish <laughs> I can't get my wife to play a video game with me. Like, well, she likes to play. Okay, this is this is true. Okay, she likes to play more party game stuff, but I can't get her to like sit down. And, like, I would build her a station immediately if we could find right. just any game that she likes to play. She just doesn't like video games in that way. And I'm like, I and I I I get it. Like, I get it. Right. I understand. I like I enjoy Mario Kart here and there, but I couldn't sit for five hours and play Mario Kart. I'd be like, oh, God, kill me. <laughs> like, this is not my kind. We haven't found a game right. we can, like, connect together. But I hear what you're saying. Like, I would totally, like, if when I have my kid, if my kid, when she grows up and Olivia, if Olivia ever wants to play video games, like, I'm building a station immediately. <laughs> I'm right. like, oh, let's go. Like, Absolutely. So, like, I, I don't know if you've ever gone to this topic. But violence in video games. Like, <laughs> if you have talked about something, just stop. No, but, no, no, go, go, um, go, man. I hate that people think that violence in the world is caused by video games. I hate people talking about it because it's not true. It's not true. It's the way that people have been, it's the way that parents have been treating their kids. If you treat them like they're hot garbage, then they're going to act like they're hot garbage to other people it's 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 a, a never-ending cycle of like trying to trying to be nice and loving and caring to people it's it's that kind of dynamic if you are with your kids and they play like play with your kids so like you can understand what's going on in the game or you can understand hey they're just having fun they're just having a great time and i am happy to join with them and just be a be a dad or be a mom or be whatever it's just like right you shouldn't like bog yourself down with people who think that hey you're 30 years old and you play video games what's wrong with you you should be getting a second job you should be like doing this you should be doing that i'm like that's grind culture do... that shit's toxic right. as fuck that is so toxic bro <laughs> that shit's so toxic like that's okay Two things. Let's go. I want to finish up the thought on on violence in video games, dude. Um, bro, I think it all started with Columbine, where their whole narrative was like we played Doom and we wanted to do this in real life, and they created mods to make it look like their school and like the whole. Everybody kind of knows the Columbine story, so I don't really need to go into it in depth. Uh, but that's been a narrative for a long time uh, that video games cause violence, and that's the reason they're trying to put bans and tariffs and all sorts of stuff on video games. They've been trying for twenty. 30 years like as long as I've been alive they've been trying it you know basically um and I think that I think the opposite is true I think that video games allow for aggressive behaviors to be let out in a in a virtual form um and my supporting evidence is even recently on meta for example people are creating online avatars and then acting like complete shitheads and I know that kind of sounds counterintuitive but if you can't act like a shithead in real life or wouldn't want to or want the anonymity of being a piece of shit, 
you know, unfortunately, places like Meta and VR and being in a video game, like a COD lobby, like, I really don't think the people who are in COD lobbies are saying obscenities like that Bing bong. in real life. Like, they're not walking on the streets, like, <laughs> you know, saying, like, saying the shit they would say in a COD lobby. It's the anonymity of being online in, in, in an aggressive, competitive form that allows for aggression. The same thing is true. The same study is true for people who listen to metal music, which is high-paced yelling craziness um that same thing is true they use it as a stress relief after people who listen to angrier music are usually happier it's kind of it's kind of counterintuitive the same as i think personally that's my take on violence in video games is that um i think the opposite is true i think it lets out aggression which in turn makes you a happier more well-rounded person sometimes that is not the case i mean there's outliers in everything right some people are just take People who, like, on especially in Halo, people who take their anger out outside of a game lobby, those people, you know, those super highly competitive toxic people, or especially, we were talking the other day, League of Legends. Like, League of Legends is super toxic. Like, extremely toxic. toxic. Extremely toxic. Like, the amount of, like, the amount of stories that I hear about League of Legends, like, people who want to, like, join the game, is like, I, like, say, it's a free-to-play game, so anybody can play it whenever they want. But, if someone new wants to play it, like, and then... I heard a story like say, hey, you want to play League of Legends? Like, no, I've never played it before, but I, I'd give it a shot. And they're like, yeah, sure, go go ahead and get get in, get in, get in and play. And uh, they get the game, they're starting playing. It's like their friend who they just met is just like, man, what what are you doing? You're garbage. You, you suck. What, are, what the heck are you doing? Right. Like, Dude, I have no clue what I'm doing. What? Why are you like getting on my ass and just being like, it's just an asshole when I just told you. I have no clue what I'm doing. Mm. <laughs> it's yeah. like, um, it's I don't know if you've seen this TikTok, but a guy is blind in a gym, and he it looks like he has normal eyes. He doesn't have that white glow or white uh, thing on his eyes. So he's working out and he's staring straight. He's just staring straight, and he has no he has no idea what he's looking at. So apparently, a girl taps on his shoulder and he says, "Stop staring at me." I'm like, "What the fuck are you?" I'm blind. I can't see you. It's like, I'm getting management. And he's like, okay. So he Go goes to management and he's trying to, he's trying, he shows the management. It's like, shows him the card that I am blind from the actual doctor saying, Hey, I'm blind. I can't see. It's like, yeah, well, it's, it's not nice to stare. I'm blind. Yeah. I can't see. <laughs> so so it's stupid. like that kind of dynamic. It's just like, yep. I just told you, I don't know how to play the game. Yep. Like, that's why I also, the reason I also enjoy Halo for going to the bots is like, it teaches people how to play the game. It just like, it takes time to play the game. It's just like, or like how, I guess Call of Duty used bots too. It teaches people how to play the game. It just takes time and effort and it's just practice. like any skill, man. It just takes exactly. time and effort. It's just like any skill out there in the world. Like you don't just turn on a video game be be an ace at it. Even people who are naturally good at a video game still have an upward scale of getting better because they just play more. It just mm -hmm. it's simple, man. Um okay, so we do have a, a question I want to get to real quick though. I'm gonna take this one more than likely and, and Zion I want you to chime in. Uh, so this question is, as a parent, why do many people try to say that parents shouldn't play video games and it's meant for kids? And I find this is a really interesting question because um, I want to get the I'm the old one here. So I want to get the the idea. Um, number one, I'm going to start it off. 
Um, the idea that older people shouldn't play video games is a very outdated term. I think that shit is that ship sailed. It's a, it's such an outdated term at this point. We know video games ain't going anywhere. The average age of the gamer is 34 years old. There's a, that's the average age of the of a gamer is 34 years old. So you're right in the same zone of actually being in the average age of of gaming in general. But on top of that, it's just angry people who don't like understand the culture, bong. who don't understand any of the stuff are are doing that. I'm getting bing bonged left and right. Fuck me. Oh, I'm gonna turn this off. But uh, I'll, I'll, what do you guys think? So your generation is totally normal. Like, what do you like? Give me some insight from your generation's perspective. Fuck I mean, your life. Bing bong. Zion. I've been talking all day, so I'll let Zion go. Yeah, unless also hi Ruby. Uh, unless you're like from a super Christian or Jewish family that's like, uh-uh, no electronics, very limited mm -hmm. like use of modern technology and like gaming and social media and all all of it. Uh, you've played a game, period. Like, there's no shot. You've played something or something based around a video game, like. There's even board games based off video games or card games based off video games. Like everything ties in. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like going off, like you said, board games. D and D was way beyond its time, and it's just like, I mean, people talk about it, uh, sex in that game. People talk about. I mean, it was the in the time when it was going out. It was the devil's board game. That's what it was like. Mainly yep. like advertised not advertised i should say like rumored about and it's just like it's not it's just people trying to be something that they're not and trying to learn and how to like cope with that and just it, that's that's why i love dnd i love dnd because it's like it gets you in another person's shoes and gets you like i don't know something that's new to you i guess but uh yeah i mean any kind um, of media has been like that kind of way since i don't know since newspapers were a thing like people were <laughs> mad that people were reading newspapers or reading books and like why are you getting upset that people can read <laughs> that just makes no sense it's it's been going on for hundreds of hundreds of years yeah video games aren't going anywhere i mean i'm i come from the day i've told this in the podcast where i used to have to hide that the fact that i played world of warcraft because i'd get fucking ragged on so much but i the funny part is people who would have ragged on me i now see screenshots of their asses playing call of duty i'm like you motherfuckers like you were playing video games the whole time like it's just there was like this this weird thing for a long time it was like the the, the end of a generation you know it was like parents at the time and grandparents are like how dare you let them play on their joysticks or what you know fucking grandparents are weird so you know let's say whatever some dumb shit and um you know like i remember the same thing happened with game boy and playing pokemon people were trying to ban pokemon in the beginning you know that trying to ban pokemon the very first red and blue trying to ban it uh because it was <laughs> they thought it was like you're catching animals animal cruelty and blah blah all this stupid shit and you're like you're making them fight for each other there's gonna be dog fights now all over and people are, you know it's stupid there was just like dumb 90s logic it didn't make any fucking sense um but now at this age you know I've, i'm 32 and it's like dude video games have been out forever it's been a part of my life forever and there's still people who don't understand it but there's people who still don't understand fucking netflix shit they don't even know how to they, so there's people out here there that don't even know how to like open a so, pdf you know what i'm saying it's like whatever fuck them funny up. 
funny story about Netflix Whatever. and people don't understand how to set it up. Um, so my grandma is very technologically illiterate. She is in like the Facebook stalker stage of our family. Minutes within any time we post something, she's liking every individual photo on a post. She's in there. Post she... we make. Yeah. So she wanted to start watching this show that came out, not on Netflix, but uh, Paramount Plus, the the prequel show to Yellowstone, the mm -hmm. 1890 whatever. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And she had me go over and set up the account, like all this, that, and the other. And she knows that I do the podcast. She listens to the podcast. And she come, I go over there and I'm hanging out and I'm talking to her and my grandma dad and they're, we're just, I got everything set up. They start watching the show. They get through their first episode. They're like, I'm getting ready to leave. I was like, okay, cool. Sweet. God, you guys are all good and kosher and love you. Bye. Smooches going out the door. And as I'm going out the door, she's like, oh yeah, what? I love your podcast. I'm up to like episode 40. What's, uh, what's Twitch? And I was like, grandma, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> like. <laughs> this is not a conversation I have on your front porch as I'm leaving your house. Grandma, what's a Twitch? <laughs> what's a Twitch? What's a Twitch? Yeah, uh, you don't need to. You need to. You don't need to worry about that. It's just. It's just. Uh, you well, worry shout about out to you, podcast. Grandma. Whatever you get to this part of the podcast, <laughs> thank you for listening. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. At least your grandma knows how to do that, man. I mean, there's. Yeah. Here's the thing, man. I'm not a. What is it? Uh, not against older generations. I mean, there's, I'm going to be old eventually. I'm not going to know half the new shit sh that's coming out. Luckily, I stay You're pretty up to now. date. You know what? I stay up to date, though, asshole. I still don't know how to open a PDF, <laughs> ass. I work in a technology company, okay? But there's going to be some weird shit that's going to come out that I won't generationally understand, just like everybody here will. I think video games is just like... It was so stigmatized in the beginning... You know, if you're in the 45 and up crowd, it's so stigmatized against it um, that I'm pretty sure that it's just it's just part of like once that generation shitty, ages out, just yeah. is what it is. Like the shitty thing is, is we're the last generation of midnight release going and waiting four hours outside of GameStop or video game headquarters or all them. Yeah, bitch, I could like actually drive to those things, not get dropped off by my mom. All right. Yeah, but going out there, I know, but generally, That's the difference. like, we're going out there doing all that when we were, like, 12 to 15-ish. Yeah. Going and trying to get GTA Five or the newest Call of Duty or Halo. God, I'm every, fucking every old. <laughs> yeah. God, you say I like the newest GTA Five. I was like, bro, I was there for Vice City, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You understand the premise of that, though. Now, everything's yeah. digital. They don't have to go and buy the hard copy. They can just install it from their house no well here's the thing too is like it's again the anonymity of being online like when you went to a GameStop or a target or a walmart for any kind of release you saw other people who liked the same thing as you like i i remember when destiny one first came out i was there right at 12 and i met like all these other people we added gamer tags together uh because we were all excited about this one cool thing so there's like a like a physical hype around it um but now you don't really get that. You get the same hype online. You talk with your friends. We talk in Discord channels. We're talking, you know, stuff like that. But it's not like it's not that same adrenaline rush that you used to get. But the cool thing is how the gaming is so widespread because of the internet that now the community is bigger, badder than ever. A lot of people who were like maybe secret gamers are now making their own Discord channels and trying Twitch for the first time. And like, you know, it's it's out in the open at this point. Actually. <laughs> So I made a discord for my dad 
so that way he could have a place for him and his fishing buddies to talk because they can't figure out how to set up a group text or <laughs> like any of that stuff. And I was like, Dad, but here, try this. Try Discord? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's oh, man. Sick. Um, speaking of gaming, uh, I do want to do a small section, unless you have anything else you want to say on the matter, Adam. Uh, well, not on the matter. It's a different topic. Okay, bring it up, man. I how to transition to it. Um, so I mentioned that I you was just did. worked at Kroger. Um, <laughs> I just did. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I worked at um, Kroger's, which is a grocery store. Um, and I don't know if anybody... On the in the chat, or I think my wife's going to Kroger like right now. She does, usually yeah. gets groceries, so, so um, it's an East Coast thing. I didn't know mm-hmm. what Kroger was until I met Lev. Yep. <laughs> so it is a it's definitely an East Coast thing, uh, based out of Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, but I started work there since I was 16, and I just ended my career with them uh, last week on Saturday. Uh, I was talking to these guys on Friday that I was going to go into work on Saturday. Uh, I woke up yesterday morning and I was like, I really don't want to go to work. And I told my mom, I was, I was like, I really don't want to go to work. She's like, you, I, I, you, if you're late, you're late. It's okay. It doesn't matter. You're going to be quitting here anyways. And I was like, let me go check my schedule online. Come to find out that my manager has taken off my two weeks and exploited them. So he didn't even put me on the schedule nothing it's all gone so i'm like all right i guess my last day was sunday so i'm done (laughs) told you dude (laughs) i was like all right well i guess i'm done with that place i don't have a last day i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna go spend the rest of the weekend with my girlfriend and have a great time so (laughs) i would have done that from the get-go bro all right there's i do want to say one thing on that comment like i told you i was joking around in chat earlier but i'm really loving the power given back to uh just workers in general right now like there's such a fuck you movement happening it's epic there's a fuck you movement happening in in gaming scene too which is why i'm kind of bringing it up a little bit but um suit like you asked me like i really got to go to these last two weeks it's like are you going to work in a grocery field ever again no all right fuck them don't show up <laughs> i was like don't show up man i know you have friends and you probably don't want them to get in trouble and stuff like that but at the same time it's like if you die, they replace you by lunch. They don't care. They just right. don't care. They just That's don't care. They're not going to care. It just is what it is, man. Like, and I get like, it's the two weeks makes it easier on the employer. And I get that. Like, I even have it. In fact, like if Bonafide ever stopped one to work for me, I would love to have the heads up. But at the same time, it's, it's, it's a, where I live, it's a work to, it's a right to work state. So he could leave and not give me a reason and I'd have to fucking deal with it. The same thing is true. The opposite is true. I could fire somebody and be like, all right, peace. And then, no, I don't have to give you a reason. Get the fuck out of here. Um, there's like, there's niceties you can do. But at the same time, as you already have another job, you're never going to work in the grocery store field ever again. Like, there's no need. Like, they don't have to replace you. Like, they can. It's not like there's like, you're not a team of three people and you have, you have, you held a third of the work. Like, right. you know, it is, is what it is. Um, Aragon's asking, Kroger's located all across the, the East Coast, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. Um, speaking of which, I want to really, I want to really go into some some cool shit real quick. So I'm gonna actually pull yeah, up. Um, Adam, you play a lot of Des, you play a lot of uh, Destiny, you play a lot of Halo. All right, you've been. We met in Halo MCC, 
Um, I wanted to bring up a really interesting statistic, uh, real quick, and on Halo Infinite. Um, I s made a post the other day um, about how much Halo Infinite's like boring to watch, and that there's really no hero content. Uh, I have stats to prove it, bitches. It's not going well. Halo Halo Infinite on Twitch is not going well. So, Adam, uh, give me your two cents. How do you think Halo Infinite is doing right now on Twitch? Or oh, just as uh, as being a viewer? As being a viewer? Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of content going out there. So, when it first came out, it was like, I'd say, 200,000 viewers, I'd say. Just okay. about when yep. it started out. Mm-hmm. I it's not like I said uh saw Friday it was, went down to 10,000 so that's uh to almost 100% was that 100% uh it's a 200% I remember what the percent is but that's a 190,000 viewers just gone completely yep. just disappeared so like I don't know what it is but like there is no content in Halo right now whatsoever yep. uh there are they are making cosmetics they are putting that stuff out there but it's just like putting them cosmetics nothing, out there there's nothing to do cool i get a yep. new skin what is there to do what am yep. i doing but like the combat's fun the um i mean the gameplay is fantastic but if you're just like putting it's just boring stuff out there it's just not fun yeah to look at. let me uh <laughs> let's show some stabs go ahead son the movement in that game is the best out of any Halo I've played. And oh yeah, I've played, I haven't played all of them. Obviously, I played uh, two, three, Reach, and uh, Infinite. That's it. Yep. Um, but it, it, the movement, flow, combat, verticality, everything's stellar. Uh, whether you're playing customs or Fiesta or SWAT or Tax Slayer or yep all of it like big t btb pacing is actually pretty good you can have influx of 4v4 or an all-out brawl or you can have one guy head peeking a guy across the map and having a sniper duel like it doesn't matter the game feels great what kind of threw me off is like you guys are saying it just it's stale there's very nothing stale. in game that's propensitating or like giving you a reason to come back and oh yeah i want to grind my ass off today and yeah you can go for onyx but when you got cheaters and desync that you're getting laid out through walls what the hell's the point right right yeah absolutely well here's let's pull up the stat here i'm gonna pull this up so this is we're on twitchtracker.com for everybody who is at home listening uh we have pulled up twitchtracker.com and we're looking at just the halo infinite twitch statistics um so as of uh november 16th uh, there was 94,000 people watching. Uh, that was the peak. They had one peak, their highest peak, I believe, uh, on a monthly chart. Uh, they had, in December, they had 26,000 active viewers on average, and then 1,412 average channels streaming in the month of December alone. Literally in January, there was only 8,000 viewers on average and 600 streamers in a one month span, it dropped by half. There's a little bit of an uptick in viewership uh, in terms of February so far, um, but the amount of streamers actually playing is now down to 388 on average. So not only are there less streamers actually playing the game, 
there's less viewers even watching the game unless there's a tournament. Uh, so if we go based off of uh, the daily and we do our averages here, you can actually see on the graph when there is actually tournaments. So this is the release. This is the first tournament, December 9th. Second HCAs, uh, the 10 days later on the 19th. And then recently uh, on the 13th, so last Sunday, there was a big tournament as well. And other than that, the amount of channels has been dropping drastically. Um, for yesterday, there was only 376 streamers and 4,000 viewers. Unfortunately, comparatively speaking to Halo MCC, that's like even MCC would get above 2K most days. So we're almost down to MCC levels, and MCC has been out for 20, like 10 years, something like that. Uh, MCC has been out since Xbox One. Yeah. Uh, came out so that was 2013 uh it's almost 10 years almost almost 10 actually. years man check this out so the amount of um the amounts in january of this year they lost 2.15 million hours watched on average from the previous month which lost 13 million in december so december didn't have shit there was nothing happening in there it was nothing um and then we basically just had the biggest drops of the first two the, the first two days of release. I mean, there's a giant gains the first two months of release. After that, there hasn't been anything. So here's some really cool things that have been going on. So Tyler uh, Ganza, a.k.a. at Spartan. Uh, I love Halo Infinite and its potential is massive. But 343 hard trolling right now, no cap. On the bright side, esports is popping and doing well. Again, the esports events for Halo are interesting to watch. I find them fun to watch. Uh, would be nice to see immediate changes to not take uh, 3,848 tweets from Spartan the Dog to get best of fives in tournaments, though. Also, would it be nice if we didn't have to wait for surveys to get things possibly changed? So, what he's talking about here is that it's really hard to get content pushing out, and then the changes they do make that directly impact the esports team is not being under review. There's no input happening unless you're taking some kind of survey. Um, and that, so he then goes on to say, and that is solely esports. I'm talking about the HCS team, EE face it exact. So he's really just talking about that. Uh, now three, four, three in the game itself. Yeah. Those guys are trolling. I have no idea what they're doing, but the most recent blog post post was laughable. Again, here we go again. Ludwig, uh, lucid from optic. Uh, at this pace, I suppose very little is coming to Infinite just until next season. For a live service game, this is just unacceptable. So, basically what we were saying, guys. Like, oops. Wrong button. There we go. Got you off there for a second. Um, I said I said earlier, man, I was like, dude, the game, I, I went through. I was trying to find fun content to watch on Halo Infinite. Unless I'm one of my friends that I already know, like, they're just fun to be around. But trying to find really good streamers, it's so hit or miss on Halo Infinite right now. Right. It's so hit or miss. Like, I found a recent one. Um, her name is The Cat's Meow. She plays Halo Infinite. Really good content. Um, right now, I have Ori up on the side monitor. I met her through Bonafide Hero. I know she's funny. I know she's fun. She might not be good at the game, but she's at least fun. I think Halo needs the halo playlist on twitch for it to continue to do well they need more hero content creators like they need like a mint blitz they need mint to come play on twitch like that would do wonders for the playlist you know 
we need like a Tim the Tatman-esque style person, but Halo doesn't have that. People just want to play competitive and they just they used to, to, but he's moved on to other stuff. That's true too. Same thing with Ninja. Ninja used to play competitively for Halo. They could have had but someone like a Ninja. They had Legion for a long time. Oh, yeah, as like right. one of the guys for Halo and he moved on to Warzone and then other stuff. Yep. That's true. They did have Legion. You're right. Forgot about that. Um mm -hmm. but you know, they had they had it. The problem is there's nobody at the upper ranks who are good at the game but also entertaining content creators. That's the issue. They might have the viewership but if you're at the top of the category and you're boring as fuck to watch and you barely read chat and you have like deadpan face and you're not willing to engage in conversation and you're not like you're not carrying the franchise on your back. I think the only one that does a close enough job is Uber Nick. They at least reach chat. I pulled up the Twitch browse thing. There's almost 5,000 people watching Infinite right now. Mm -hmm. And most of like the top five channels are about there's an nahcs going right now yep. yep and that's you've got somebody with 1k somebody with 300 250 200 200 175 and they're all participating in the hcs yep. or hosting watch parties with their chats about it that's exactly that's all right. of the content dude that's the whole problem is that all of halo it used to be watch me do a challenge run Watch me try and get do a lasso run. Uh, we're gonna build forge maps today. We're gonna build some cool stuff. We're gonna do custom games with chat. We're gonna, you know, there's there was engagement, um, even with an old game, um, and of course Halo MCC got a giant buzz, you know, boost when it came to PC. Uh, but even then, there was still a diehard community of people who were like watching people play all these different maps and all these different modes and try different stuff. And in you know, there's there's more engaging content. Whereas in Halo, there's uh, it's not like Destiny. We had this uh, conversation the other day. Destiny, for all intents and purposes, there's so much to do in Destiny. That's why the content is usually more engaging. You can watch somebody who's sweaty, and they might be, that might be your cup of tea. Like, you might watch somebody who's there to get, like, really good headshots. Like a J-Man or an Old Man Kowalski. Or, or, or an, um, an Iceman, right? From Destiny. Or you can watch someone like Bonafide. And watch them try and get GM clears and help people get GM clears. Um, or you watch Watching somebody him do rage solo purpose. avarice. I lost my fucking mind, like trying to understand what the hell was going on. Right. You know, you watch somebody. You watch. You, there's so much different content you can do that every time you click on something, it's interesting. And there's more content creators. There's more of a community feel. Halo doesn't have a community feel because if you create a competitive scene, everybody's competitive. <laughs> So everybody Absolutely. in Halo on Twitch is competitive. So nobody wants to fucking talk to chat when they they're not. Why would you talk to chat when you have to get that headshot or push that lane? Like it's boring. It's just boring content. There's nothing long lasting. If there's no tournament, there's no viewers. It's fucking stupid. Absolutely. I was talking about this earlier. Uh, the only thing that's going to make Halo survive is Forge. That's the only thing that's going to make Halo survive. And I think that if uh, I've never went through uh, Halo 5's Forge, but I've seen a lot of clips and I've seen a lot of people play and use it, and they have a lot of they have a lot of fun. I think this is going to be the biggest Forge that we've ever seen in a long time. Um, so if 
they're able to pull it off and make it big then we're gonna get content again because there's gonna be maps there's gonna be things to do there's gonna be challenges there's gonna be and i and I, I just hope that that's gonna happen because I, I love halo i've always loved halo i've i've played i've played halo since i was seven years old like in my cousin's basement like i've loved halo in my entire life um and i just want it to succeed but the way that it's going slowly really sucks it's mm -hmm. just a toll and i'm like come on guys like give us something and anything i hate to say i hate to say it um it is our generation right now that it's like we want content we want content we want content um and that's like it just sucks but we are a what's the word i'm looking for um uh, oh what's the word i'm looking for it's the uh when you're just trying to get a bottle of water and you just want to you just want to get a bottle of water instead of like getting your own water from the tap or something like that mm -hmm. um privileged it's not privilege it's more like you get it now kind of perspective you want it uh. right now kind of perspective and like it sucks but it's true like we can order something from amazon and get it the day of or to get it the next day and it's just like we want to get stuff now and we're back in the day once you have like skyrim that's what you get like that's all you get like you're not going to get a dlc for the next couple of months <laughs> like if you're lucky but yeah if you're lucky but like for example dark souls Dark Souls is still an old game and people still play it to this day. It's just a different perspective of people, just like that generation yeah, but of people were. Kind I got of a little gone. pushback. I don't I think it's also the generation of people who are making the video games themselves. And the business model. I don't think it's um back then people had to buy a physical copy of a video game. It had to come intact and it had to be a full game start to finish. But even then, back then, people always fantasize like they I think they misremember shit because even back then you'd buy some games. They were fucking total duds. You know, like I remember playing some games like I think one game I played was like Armor Core and you could beat that game in a night. Like I'd go to Blockbuster, rent the game, go home, play it that night and then shut the fuck up, Zion. I know you are laughing about that Blockbuster, but this is how things Not used to work. Huh? I'm laughing because I know two games that I did the exact same thing. Yeah, you fucking rent it. It's a right. piece of shit. You beat the game. You're like, that was stupid. But you could have paid one 60 them, bucks for that, you know? One of the two games is Star Wars related. Well, oh, was it? <laughs> but, you know, so some games were duds back in the day and you took a chance. You either had to rent it or you had to buy it. Um, in the models today, they're all live service. They don't come out in a finished state because they're going to fix it with DLCs and add sh add shit to the game. Um, yep. You once in a while now get gem. Like Witcher 3 came out in probably the best playable state of any game, any RPG, any game in general. Like you, you start to finish, you can play that game. And it was giant and massive and open. Um, to stay on topic, Halo Infinite's issue is not that they promised too much content. It's the fact that they said it would happen sooner. And on top of that, it came out in such a playable state, yet with so little content comparatively to all of the other games that were released fully fleshed out. So it's such a stark difference. Now they're like reeling to make content because 
they made 12 fucking they went what 12 maps total not even eight maps six maps something like that eight maps i think total yeah can you look that up sign <laughs> how many maps did they make they made eight maps and they said here you go and they came out with three game modes in the beginning four game right. modes excuse me four game modes eight maps here you go until oh yeah the next update's not till may the Ten. fuck 10 10 total 10 total and they had to they had to reel back they had to add more game modes because they realized how much they fucked up even the Aquarius, bizarre mm -hmm. behemoth deadlock fragmentation high power launch site live fire recharge and streets yep is that just is that just the uh quick play or is that's that all the maps the... that's all 10 it's all the maps so the three, of big are, team. three of those are big, big team. team yep so that's seven the quick if you just playing quick play you only get seven maps yeah that's it yeah and it's just like man i remember like um imagine well remember what halo MVP. 3 came out with on the on the car on the fucking thing like and what they came out with on multiplayer like it came out fully fleshed out with forge team play cross play for the the campaign multiplayer with all those game mode maps and a forge playlist for all of those game mode maps as well and that came on one disc for 60 bucks halo infinite came out free to play model that's supposed to have live service and came out with eight fucking playable maps and five four game modes in the beginning one of them being big team and one of them being comp so two other fucking game modes and they had a real now they're like now they're freaking out because they're like, oh, we don't have enough content. We didn't have enough content in the beginning, and you've been in development for seven fucking years. It's right. crazy. You know, it's crazy. And they're like, they're like gaslighting the community of like, oh, you guys should just be grateful we, we released. It's like, no, fuck you. You've been working on us for seven years, man. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're over promising and under delivering and then making us feel bad for not having the content. So, no, you know, it's, it's like, in this case, it's super, it's like, it's it just does the balance it's not it's not balancing right you know it's not it's not mm -hmm. compared to what we've gotten in the past the track record for the past 20 years has been xyz you guys decided to take out the y and the z and then expect us to be okay with it you know right. what i mean like so i i agree with you adam a little bit i'm like i think we want things faster and we want things now but at the same time from a development standpoint i think developers have also shifted the business models so much over the past 10 right. years that they're under delivering literally, the content regardless most of the time right and it's literally with uh cd project red that, that was the biggest one it's just like they were a activist of not pushing out the game until it was ready and somehow some way they decided to push out the game no matter what and like I was rooting for them. I was truly wanting to buy this game, but as soon as I heard that there was like management issues and stuff like that, that's when I had a problem. Mm. I was like, are you kidding me? What like, management issues? Can you explain for people who so, might not be aware? Yeah. So for CG product red, uh, I was excited to play cyberpunk 20, 2077, right? Is that yep. the yep. 2077? And I, I wanted to play it. I really wanted to. I thought the world looked great. I thought the, the uh it looked pretty and i wanted to i wanted to jump in and as soon as i was talking uh, i was talking to a buddy i, I can't remember who but he talked like hey, have you heard about the uh the things that are going on at cd project Red right now i was like no what's going on people have been quitting at the time were quitting their job because it was so stressful and mm -hmm. it was just so 
bogged down. They were like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I, I can't. And then people started talking and figuring out that they were pushing the game to not, it wasn't finished. Right. It wasn't ready. And they were like, we have to get it out. We have to get it out now. We have to get it out now. And I'm like, I'm let this thing crash and burn. Cause I know how this is going to go out. I've seen this happen before and I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to touch it until like another year until it's completely fixed. Right. And I also heard at that time that CG project red was a, was a people were the people who were like, we're not the type of people to push out a game until it is completely done. If they were like, would have said, Hey, we just need another year or two on this game. We're sorry. We've been like hyping this game up, but like we need to follow through with our end of the bargain and it is just not ready yet. Cool. Awesome. That's great. That's fantastic. Like <laughs> I have to say when I was doing these interviews for my job, I was telling uh, my people who were hiring me or whatever, it's like, I enjoy communication. I want transparency. I want, mm -hmm. I just want this transparency to just be throughout the company. I don't care if it's little, I don't care if it's big. Just tell me what's going on so I can help out as much as I can. So that's what I want for developers. I want developers and people just to tell us what is going on, what is happening. And it, it like, you don't have to tell me about the game. You don't have to tell me about like what's going on in the game. Just tell me about what's going on in the company. What is happening right now? Just like uh, uh, Joseph Staten took over for, um, what was it? He took over for game, um, oh, what did he take over? Oh, it's over for Bungie. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, Joseph Staten took over the uh, position in 343 from Chris. Um... Oh, oh, I know. Shoot. Let's see. Uh, he's the he's the head of um, development. Used to be at Bungie, yes. now three four three. So he had creative. Yeah, he took over the creative director uh, position after yeah, he, the, he was like the, the fourth one, right? After a long exactly. time, yeah, he was the fourth one. So something's going on at three four three. Right, something is happening right now that like we don't know what's like what people are talking about. And like, if they're just transparent with us, which I'm happy they are doing still at, to this day, but like, if you were to put another year into this game, I would be sad and kind of upset about it, but I wouldn't be super pissed. Like, at least you would have given us a finished game. Right. That's all I, that's all I asked for. And it's just, it's, it's modern gaming now. So it's just like, yeah. it's how, how this world of gaming is working right now it sucks yeah but it's the most profitable it's ever been so they're doing it this way because it is profitable and i think we're not going to get more transparency until there's more like gaming unions i mean it's like the dark ages still and the, the exploitative measures that are still going on in the gaming world is kind of wild like i just read i read an article earlier today that like I, don't, I could probably find it, but it made my blood boil. Is like at the same time with the sexual allegations, and people were really happy with Activision Blizzard for basically Activision was insolvent and almost bankrupt. And then when Dickhead McGee came in, um, he really put in some super capitalistic, just really shitty tactics, like. People were not getting paid enough. They were they were trying to find ways on how to use like the snack bar, 
uh, with coffee and cookies that were there to like eat so that way they could feed themselves at night while they were still working on the game for 18 hours a day. Like it was just like some of the horrifying stories of people not being taken care of, not paid correctly, especially for the, the things they were building out uh, and just being taken advantage of, man. I think if you were in that position, you were building a game and you felt like you're being taken advantage of and you knew the game was shit, but you had some muckety-muck business PR person basically putting a chokehold on what you can say about the game. That's why there's whistleblowers. Like, what industry do you think is doing a good job if they have whistleblowers? You know what I'm saying? Like, how many leaks, how many game leaks come out? It's because they're probably trying to warn people about things. Like, how many leaks have come out about a specific game? You know, it's just kind of like, it's like a symptom of a much larger issue. And I think the fix personally is a game union should help with the communication that you're talking about. I think maybe not, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like we won't really know a lot until there's more of a healthy work-life balance. Speaking of work-life balance, but work-life balance, in the gaming industry as well. Absolutely. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm like, uh, I don't know if you guys know a YouTuber called noodle, but he's an animator and he interviewed a bunch of game creators and game developers and uh he also interviewed um oh what's his name halo direct uh halo music director um oh uh, uh what's his name oh the one which one marty Mar marty o'donnell marty, marty yeah o'donnell yeah so he interviewed him and marty has a story about the golden goose and the goose lays golden eggs obviously so when a company uses a uses a um uses a developing studio like bungie uh they just use the goose to get the egg but you need to take care of the goose to get the golden egg to get that game and stuff like that so if you take care of the goose you get the golden egg well, he told the story to an Activision uh, executive at a, at a at a nice restaurant, and he's like, I don't know, he's just trying to tell the story and stuff like that. And uh, <laughs> the uh, executive says, "Well, that's a really cute story, but uh, nothing tastes good like a good foie gras." Mm. And if you don't know what that is, that is a goose liver. That is a goose liver. That is people who are like at the top are saying like oh yeah like we like to eat the high-end shit and it's just like are you kidding me are you like didn't hear the story if you just take care of the goose you're gonna get the game that everybody wants mm. and it's just like if you treat the company and the developers like shit you're just gonna get gonna get shit you're not gonna get the golden egg you're gonna get golden shit right <laughs> like... well, there's, there's been a giant i mean yinvokes and i have talked about this zion i know this is your I think your sentiment, but chime in here if, uh, if you're wrong, but if I'm wrong, but I think the, the gaming industry has moved from small passion projects uh, and small development companies into larger, larger productions with larger budgets, larger expectations. Uh, more hands means more money in pockets and more, more money has to move the wheels along. The issue is a lot of people get into it as passion um but there's a lot of scummy fucking people who know the potential of money i mean the video game industry in america makes more money than the gambling industry by like 20 billion dollars 
it's not even close. Like it's a large amount of money. So the video game industry is, is super lucrative. And so when anything is lucrative, there's always going to be people there to fucking get the money and at all costs. It just is what it is. It's just a, just a part of capitalism and part of human drive. Like take any industry. There's always some asshole who's trying to just make as much money at everybody's expense. Same is true for video true. games because it's not, it's not passion related. You're not there for the sake of making the game. You're there to make the money from that game's sale. It's a big fucking difference. It's a big, that's a stark difference. Zan, what do you think, man? Uh, touching on like transparency, transparency. I think you lose that as they get bigger because not so much like, oh, company secrets, we got to keep shit locked down, but uh, more so of like, yeah, there's more money flying around and you don't exactly want spoilers to leak out. Yeah, they could do it without spoilers, but they'd have to be a lot more select with their stuff and they'd have to have a team. Uh, what the hell fell on Zion's face? <laughs> um, there's for those of you who are more... listening at home, Zion's got a nice little beard coming in for the winter time. Uh, it's because I got lazy. Oh, the um, laziness is set in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, uh, transparency, uh, as the companies get bigger and as there's like more like cyberpunk, we knew very little about it until way too late. Yeah. Partly because they wanted to keep a lock on everything, but also because there was so much shit going on in the background that they kept it like airtight until shit was going down there's people leaving left and right like a couple of the devs left a couple yep. of the main producers left and then um the game comes out a buggy mess after seven years of tinkering time and lo and behold here we are december 10th 2020 the game releases it is sunday february 20th 2022 so year and a half later or a year and three months later. Has it really been and that long? Jesus. They just pushed a 40 gig update and released it on next gen. So PS5 and Xbox Series S and S finally has Cyberpunk now. And it seems like they've worked 98% of the kinks out of it finally. Damn. A year and three months later. And now Cyberpunk is a fully playable game. And on top of that, That's how many sales do you really think they're going to generate with like their DLC that they're going to come out with Cyberpunk. I mean, I was gifted the game and the person who gifted the game to me stopped fucking playing the game <laughs> because yeah, it was so I, bad. I played I played 30 and a half hours of it playing through one of those story modes and I I couldn't tell you like I had fun with it, but there was so many different like glitches and exploits and then on top of that you just had you'd be driving a bike and next thing you know you're underneath the highway you were just driving on or yeah. you're underneath the map yeah, and you right. just die and then you get save locked because it you passed a progression you're driving along the street and next thing you know you're like oh if i die it'll restart me from this checkpoint well if you hit that progression and then it sucks you underneath the map you're fucked all right yeah i might retry it eventually you know it's just kind of sad that the game like we said, it's just, um, I think a little more transparency would be good, but CD Projekt Red started out as a small company and now they're giant. They're actually like, I think they attribute like 
5% of Norway's income. Is it Norway they're based out of or Sweden? Uh, I think it's either Sweden or Norway. I think two, you're right on One of the two. two. They, they they make like 5% of the GDP like for that com- like because the that Witcher country, series yeah. is so fucking good. Like they make a lot of money for their country. Um, I think it's Norway. I might be wrong. Zion, can you look that up? What? Where CD Project Red is based out of? I think it's Norway. Uh, I think it's either Norway or Sweden. I don't remember. I could be fucking super wrong. Uh, Poland. Poland. Ah. Warsaw, Krakow, Poland. Got it. Okay. That's right. So they're making a lot of money from Poland right now. Uh, But because, you know, I think another thing too is like it's a... They're trying to save. They're trying to save face as much as possible by releasing a shitty game that also doesn't help you, and you, it doesn't doesn't help you at all. In fact, it oh. makes it worse. It makes things worse for you because uh, uh, now you've lost the 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 investor respect. So apparently, they are also working on getting Witcher Three moved to next gen. I'm not Fine. surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised. See, you know. I think I think they were planning on uh, Cyberpunk 2077 to be such a long-standing game, but the release was so shit that they're having to backtrack, and they're gonna do the Skyrim event. They're gonna do the Skyrim thing where they're gonna start releasing Skyrim on toasters, and now it's gonna be play Witcher three on your phone. Like that'll be the next big thing. Play it well, on your I, fridge. <laughs> well, I I think it's like it's also the hype of the Witcher series on Netflix. I love the Witcher series on Netflix. It is fantastic. And I think anybody here should also watch that. But um, the hype of the Witcher on Netflix has been enormous. And I think that CD Projekt Red wants to jump on it and like get people to play the um, Witcher series games so they can maybe understand a little bit ahead of time of what's going on. But uh, man, is it a good story? It's a good story. (laughs) It's a great story. Yeah, man. I just, um, Adam, are you playing, um, have you played the, have you, did you re-download The Witcher after watching the, the storyline, the Netflix show? Um, it's more, I did not, um, I thought about buying it when it was on sale last Christmas, mm-hmm. and I was like, I played it when it was free on Xbox, when I got so confused on the crafting and sorting and just getting everything organized, I was like, I, I don't understand what's going on. It's mm. so confusing. So I just like, I can't. I'm just gonna like walk away and like let, let us do its thing. I've actually, so. I've actually gone through and recently, uh, I bought Witcher Two, and I'm gonna go through and play that eventually. Ooh, okay. that that's, that's what one. got me introduced to the series. I played Witcher, I played Witcher Two. No, I played Witcher One. I did play one. It was weird. It didn't. It doesn't play like. It was very scripted areas and stuff like that. It, it played more like a Crash Bandicoot style. Like yeah, it was weird. It was a weird game. Mm-hmm. Um, fun, cool storyline. Yeah, it had its moment. It had really some cool moments. Um, um, combat was still cool. Uh, Witcher Two would really got me into the game though, for sure. And the Witcher Three was obviously just fucking epic. Like I bought the collector's edition. I still have some of my house keys are on a little Witcher charm. <laughs> so I have, I have a little Witcher charm, which is awesome, dude. Um, I have a Kyber crystal on my keys. Kyber crystal? That's dope. Um, I figured since we're talking about games and releases, um, I've got uh, we're kind of coming up on the end time here. Um, we've got the Elden Ring overview trailer. So you guys, what we're gonna do is you let me know when you want me to pause it. Um, and we can check this out. So 
Uh, we can kind of get, let me, I'm going to move this around a little bit so you guys can see everything a little bit better. So I'm going to do this. Bing, I like how the boom. O's in the center of Adam's forehead. There you go. <laughs> Adam Manjaro. Well, I'm back. I didn't know that the Wi-Fi was actually working. Oh, welcome back, Aragon. All right, we're going to be watching some Elden Ring to get an idea of what's going on. This is the release trailer. This is like an overview. Just let me know when you want me to oh, pause yeah, it. I, I, I've seen, I was watching this beforehand. Okay. Before. Yeah, I was, we, we both watched it. You both watched it? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, son of a bitch. When you so what the talking about? What is? I love. Okay, so there's the open world. Like obviously, for people who don't know, Elden Ring is made from Bandai Namco, right? And it's yes. a From Software game, uh, similar to the Dark Souls series, Bloodborne, things like that. Uh, but in an open world setting, for the very first time, it's and Asmongold said yesterday, it's like one step closer to being a Dark Souls MMO, basically. Because you can play with like other people and stuff like that. It's like the closest thing to a Dark Souls MMO you're gonna get. It just looks like Bloodborne or anything else. It looks the exact same as like Dark Souls yeah. Three. That dude, that tree is dope. It looks beautiful. Well, it won most anticipated game of 2022 for a reason. Oh man, it's beautiful. Turn it down a little bit. It's a little loud. Watching his stream yesterday and seeing Sheesh! Look at that animal. Cinematography right there, man. That's crazy. That looks so wild. It's really good. This is crazy, man. It reminds me a lot of Bloodborne. Yeah, very the, much Bloodborne feel. Yeah, a lot of the enemies do. Yeah, very, very much. That that is cool. Like, and apparently you can go all of those places, man. Aragon said, "Looks like uh, looks like Skyrim." Yeah, it's like it's like a open world Dark Souls Skyrim esque. Yeah, very much the same. Okay. The tarnished. Yo, but what is the deal with the storyline? They're just, they're just making up storylines now? Just the most random storylines they can? Yeah, I think they're just making it random. Um, You're now one of the tarnished. I don't know if it's like connected to the Dark Souls series, but it looks like it has a very similar feel, and it might. Because there's always like those type of like movies who have like kind of connected it a little bit. Um, like Pixar movies have always like have like something connected to the pizza pizza yeah. planet truck or something like that so yeah i think they're gonna have a little bit of a connection or it might be connected all together i don't know Maybe. i think the, i think they the came series. out and said that it's like a spiritual successor but it's a new ip it's different okay okay so the banished ones the tarnished or when the elden ring was shattered okay. this they're just making random shit up this is awesome i love it I love how people just make random just shit. Making, just like, well, go for it. Supposedly, like, with the Elden Ring shattered, it, like, freed the Tarnished to be able to roam. Interesting. Something about the ring was, like, containing their power, and now they can go and build. Okay. Uh, I, like, I love the storyline of, like, now you face the the former heroes. So it's kind of like a D&D &D campaign. Have you guys heard of uh, not another D and D podcast? Yeah, 
Yeah, so like NADPOD, and uh, it's very much the same thing where it's like the campaign after the campaign. So it's like basically... It'd be interesting, huh? it'd be interesting to see because without going into spoilers, supposedly there's 13 true bosses. Hmm. So it'd be interesting to see like the scaling of, okay, I've got somebody with an easy combat like combat style and different moves to learn right and then progressively getting harder and harder and harder just like the old souls games or neo or sekiro all of them right um and being in this same genre like each of these games has had their own flavor like samurai old school ninja the souls is much more so been like fantasy knights combat yeah but it's good to see like the creative mannerisms they can get into with this is endless. Like they can keep shitting these out. Eventually people might stop buying them if they have like a, just one that's absolute trash, but right. I doubt it. I mean, so from watching Asmongold's uh, play through yesterday, the combat looks pretty much the exact same as dark souls three. Like they really didn't change shit. Like the UI looks almost the exact same. It's kind of crazy, but the way they're building, like, look at this character right here. Like, this thing, whatever this fucking thing is, man. Like, that's an enemy. And it just looks so crazy. But it's kind of cool. Like, it looks so out of place. But then you have, like, this very Victorian-looking castle. I'm going to keep going here a bit. Think about that. But, though. like, a knight, you know, and well, then... You're saying the UI of the game is the same as Souls 3. Mm-hmm. That means a game from March 2016 is holding out in 2022 of like the same yeah. combat, same. Movement. Oh, yeah. Everything is still polished. Like, mm-hmm. that's insane. Yeah. Well, they nailed the combat because like the hits, it's not it's there's hit registry involved. And there's like, even if you dodge, if you don't, if the blade is too close to you, it's still going to hit you because you didn't like your f- big toe was still on there so it still take damage you know they like the hit registry is crazy um okay we'll get into here what is this oh the horse spirit horse coming in fight dragons or big knights or undead oh i love this they have dungeons now i love that you're fighting the jar of greed oh yeah basically (laughs) i summon pot of greed yeah my they have actual dungeons in the game now which is interesting they never really called them dungeons in in dark souls 3 i mean they had them imagine going through the dungeons getting to the boss room chamber and it's a fucking mimic oh after you beat the boss (laughs) oh no that'd be terrible a legacy dungeon. This is gonna be. Uh, this is a, definitely give me some Skyrim vibes in Dark Souls it's form. Very much. Dude had a fucking Zweihander. He had a two hand. Yeah. Two handed, two sided sword. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. It's dope. dope. So you can also play as a. You can be more of a samurai esque if you wanted to. You could do like same thing as Dark Souls three. You could do more magic if you wanted to. You could do more. Um, or do like just range combat if you want to. So they're giving a little bit more, I think, emphasis on magic this go around though, potentially. Well, I think 
uh, if I remember watching this, they're gonna do a mix. You can do you can do complete magic, you can do complete mm. combat, or you can do a mix of the two. Okay. They also have a map now, which I yeah, really like. They finally have a map where you can place beacons on things. So this is their first iteration of actually adding a map, which is really interesting. Liger, have a good one, man. We love you, brother. Later, Omi. And you can fast travel, which is great. So as you play, you can potentially go to cool spots. Get your spectral steed. Yo, that is so cool. There's horse on horse combat. so dope now my question is mm -hmm. can you do i wonder if the multiplayer aspect of it lets you do horse on horse combat with your friends oh like to fight a dragon or something like if four people like just no, I'm, going crazy I'm saying, like, straight up if you and i both booted into a world could we fight each other and like joust and shit oh. i don't know that would be sweet be so much fun dude that'd be so much fun imagine being able to joust Okay, so they have characters that look like they're from like Dark Souls 2. I am the Lord of Gold. That guy, that armor, I want that armor. Look at that, I want that. Exactly, that whole set. I, want the whole, I would farm, if that boss could drop that set, I'd farm that boss first. Literally. That looks like just... what a New World Druid aspires to be. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a New World heavy armor. <laughs> 100%. That guy looks sweet. What is that thing? There's Zion. They didn't know they put you in this game. My precious. It's like the Dark Souls ver version of Smeagol. He's got a bowler hat. <laughs> That's you. That's you. Look, it's Ezio. Yeah, basically. Pretty much. I, if I had to do, play this game, I would probably go stealth all the way. You, think, you can do stealth, which is nice. You can actually, yeah. there's sneaking abilities in this game now. That's what I'm definitely going to be doing. That's I'm, I'm interested in the wep I'm interested in the weapon techniques. Yeah, I love. that's what I was about to point out here. They have the weapon techniques that are built into the sword. So it's not like you just do magic or you just do strength build or dex build. You can actually do weapon techniques, which is super interesting. I cannot wait. Wait, how did how do you do you so so dirty, Lev? I mean it is what it is. He's in the game, you know? At least I don't have a foot fetish. Such an ass. It's, it's a year and a half old now. It's too late. Hey, at least I don't like pineapples. I don't exactly. Nasty ass pineapple people, bro. So that one he's got like a glaive? Yeah. So same thing, Lightning, lots of equipment. Fire. You can dual wield, which is dope. Bow and sword. Yeah. Oh, please tell me you can do like you could in Valhalla. Yeah. Where you can dual wield big shields and just beat on people. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, dude. Look, it looks the it looks the exact same as Dark Souls 3. Like, I mean, look at the UI. Is literally, I mean, they've changed some things, like the character status sheets on one one side here with your inventory. Um, they've cha obviously changed some things, duh. But 
They also have acquired items, so looks like their build, their crafting that's coming in is going to be sweet too. You can craft whatever. I'm guessing you have to get stuff for those items. Also, I'm assuming, I know Lev doesn't. Adam, you don't have a PS5? I do not have a PS5. Okay. Because I was going to ask and see if either of you... I know Lev hasn't, so I was going to find out if you had and if you had played uh, Horizon Forbidden West at all. No, mm -hmm. I, the only thing I'd probably get a PS5 Spear. for is probably Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, Spider-Man. Okay. What is this? Spirits? I could wait. I, honestly, I will wait for Ragnarok to come back in PC. <laughs> yeah. Just wait, another, wait another five years for it to come on PC. Uh, yeah, it's fine. It'll come out eventually. Yeah. So what is the Spirits section here? Spirit. Summonable? Summonables, yeah. Yeah, that, that's kind of like a. What? Oh, I, I don't know if. It's Whoa! I never saw this. What the hell? Wait, you can you summon can... spirit beasts? I wonder yeah. if you can summon past creatures you've fought. Ooh. Well, it's like a bell system, like you would use if you're gonna summon a friend. I think so. What? So you can stealth the whole game if you wanted to. Yep. It's a big bear. That's a big. That guy's giant. Sheesh. I'm definitely gonna be playing with friends on this game a lot. It's gonna be dope. Look at that weapon skill. You just like, you hold your hand up, the sword just goes around in a circle, and you slam it down, dude. The weapon skills are gonna be where it's at, in my opinion. All these combos are gonna be whack. Oh yeah. Oh, the dual wheel, dude. Look at that, where's that dual wheel at again? Look at these, dude, those swords are so badass. Hold on, I'm gonna see if I can nail this. Where's he at, where's he at, where's he at? This guy right here. Look at those swords, dude, I want that. I might dual wield for sure. I might dual wield 100%. It looks it's weird because so it looks like Zenitsu's swords from yeah. Demon Slayer. They've got the notches on them. Ooh, AoE attack magic. Oh, what was that, sir? Hold, 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 please. Seemed like a gravity-based sword slam. What is that? It's like a two-hand sh- I wonder if the skills are going to be tied to your stat. Like, maybe there's only, like, strength-based skills that you can get. And, you know, like, dex-based skills. I'd also be considering uh, if it's everything requires mana or if it's everything requires, like, an aggression meter. Mm, if maybe. you have to build, like, a succession of different attacks that you can combo into and then be able to throw a move out. Hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, it's interesting. That's such a cool move. Or maybe you have to have a specific yeah. weapon. To me, that looks like some kind of like gravity magic. Yeah. Okay, that dragon's breath thing is cool. So crazy. So crazy, yeah, dude. Clocks. Game looks nuts. Elden Ring. When's that drop? Drop soon, right? Next week. Uh, next is it next week? Holy yep. shit. Really already next week? That's insane, mm -hmm. man. That's insane. 
Well, guys, I think that we're going to end it there, man. I'm looking forward to Elden Ring. Adam, man, I really appreciate you being on the podcast today, man. Yeah. It's been fun, bro. Yeah. How was your uh, How's your first podcast, what do you think? Pretty good, dog. I think it was a lot of fun. Uh, I would love to come back if I am able to. But uh, Absolutely, sir. We'd love to have you. We'd love to have and you, man. Regarding what you said about... Sorry to squirrel back to what you were talking about mm -hmm. earlier in the podcast, but you're saying as you've streamed and you've begun more comfortable talking to chat and just talking to people in general, like you've gotten to know us better mm -hmm. just by hanging out in Discord. Right. Now you're comfortable enough to come on a podcast. We had one of my IRL friends come on and he's very i wouldn't say sheltered but he lives like very lonesome by himself and he doesn't he'll talk to people that he's played with but he doesn't really talk to a lot of people we had him on and we'd be asking him stuff and he'd be like yeah yeah referencing my friend bleach um, <laughs> and just it's cool to see different people having like different comfort levels and like growing out of the shell of oh shit like i don't want to talk and interrupt or be here and like it, right you don't want to yeah. you don't want to like be like the person who's trying to interrupt or anything like that and it's just it's really trying to get out of your shell of like hey like it's okay to talk to people it's okay to communicate yeah. it's just you just got to open up and just be you it's like it was tough for me i <laughs> i remember when i was 16 i was making stupid ass videos and i was just like I, these are i i had an old youtube channel and i i quitted that and just moved on to something else and they're still on youtube today i haven't private them or i haven't deleted them they're still out there but like that's who i am and you know what i'm me and i i accept that i'm a dork i'm accepting that i'm a i love star wars i accept that i love marvel and it's just i'm a dork i'm a nerd and like if people don't accept that i actually uh the video of i think i said i just put it out i think it was a f few days ago um about my 24-hour stream which i'll talk about that later um some guy put, uh, on youtube put it out uh commented on that video saying haha gay i was like the fuck man? youtube's a wild like, place bro it seems a wild fuck, ass bro. place, bro. YouTube <laughs> comments like, are they're, they're <laughs> next level, uh, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, so it, yeah. everybody puts their pants on the same way in the morning. Like, yep. who gives a shit? Yeah, I agree. Unless man, you're so. level, then you like staring at feet. So, <laughs> or you're, or you're my my friends who buy me feet, like, literally like, foot like slippers. Are you like these kind of feet, huh? I'm good. I don't want man, any of them. How'd you... The man set up as a fucking sauna, so he's probably sitting there wearing jorts right now. Yeah, I'm not showing you my jorts. How dare you? These are my jorts. <laughs> you don't get to see my jorts. Chris is like, who puts pants on? Yeah, I can have no pants on right now, bitches. You wouldn't even know. Wouldn't even I know. Wouldn't know at all. <laughs> um, so um, speaking of which, 24-hour stream, man, I know you got a big event coming up. Uh, we're going to yeah. be posting this podcast hopefully on Wednesday so you can uh, get a little bump in something that's happening this weekend or next weekend, right? Yes, it's going to be happening on February 26th at 6 p.m. EST. Um, it is just to what I thought was going to be my last day at work. It is not my last day at work. <laughs> uh, my last day at work at Kroger's. But um, I'm just celebrating me getting my job, getting my diploma, and uh, having a time to get back into streaming a lot more often than uh, than I was at school. And 
I'm hoping it goes well. So we'll have a lot of fun. 24 hours, and... man. <laughs> so question. It's my first ever, It's rough. So... It's rough. It's going to be a rough one. What do you have lined out so far for the 24-hour? Do you know what you're playing? Do you know what you're... Are you yeah, just going to be chatting? Uh, I'm going to be chatting for a little bit and showing off, uh, like... Well, no. Since I've already done it on LinkedIn, I was going to show off, like, me moving from my now company um from my old company to my new company okay but uh, i've already done that today so we're gonna start playing some halo uh moving on to maybe some minecraft we'll see but then if we get enough subscribers we'll get uh to a party game and if that comes out uh, we get enough subscribers we'll do a horror game and then we'll go into playing some god of war once everybody is sort of asleep uh if anybody's watching and stuff like that question and then yeah go ahead Elden Ring. Ooh. Is it, it comes out it comes the day out before Friday. The hour. Yeah. Friday. Hmm. I could skip, I could take out God of War and do that do that one instead. That would be crazy. Doing a mm -hmm. doing a Elden I would love to watch you play Elden Ring actually. That'd be so, I mean that's just I mean obviously play the game you want to play it your 24 play hour, on, right? I wouldn't play it on the back end. Trust me. Lev did a pain stream and it was not a good time. Oh god, I got fucking wrecked so just don't <laughs> whatever you do that like anything that damages your mental don't do on the back end of the stream so if you're gonna play halo yeah. and you can play it chill and not get competitive or ah fuck the guy for killing ah, like yeah. don't recommend doing that on the back half yeah yeah i'll probably play minecraft at the back half uh and then just that's the one that would be definitely chilling out in and just like relaxing and just trying to get back into a mellow kind of feel so right definitely halos first and then uh see how party games go and see how the horror game goes that's that's my one that's my one weakness i hate horror games i hate them i i talked about this earlier um but i used to be the scare for a haunted hayride and uh that was fine, but I was in the I was behind the scenes kind of person, so I knew it was going oh, it was gonna happen. Right. But horror games, horror movies, I can't do. I can't do them. I just that's <laughs> <laughs> just too much. Nah, not doing it. <laughs> so I we totally need to get, get that. a crew together sometime and play in silence. Oh, dude, we played. Remember on my twenty four hour, and that was super yeah, fun. Yeah, we have a really good clip of Adam like getting eaten by the monster. <laughs> that was, that was, <laughs> that was so funny. Game. This is so like, funny. So if you guys haven't seen it, uh, I'll probably it's on my Twitter, and, no, it's on my Instagram and my TikTok, and it's, I think it's on Lev's too. Yep, uh, it's on my reels. I I watched a YouTuber play this game, and I was just like, oh, we're playing this game. I know exactly what to do, and I was like, hey, they level. You want to play the penis game? <laughs> As I said it. Uh, the monster that only hears you only hears you when you're like moving or talking walks between i think it was kriza and you right between you guys yep. and you guys are silent all the way through and i'm like in the bushes cracking my ass up because i can't contain it and i laugh so hard and as soon as i start giggling you throw a fucking rock at me so you can get the monster to come after me yeah, like, right you at you. You immediately yeah, i'm not dying for you i'm not dying for you <laughs> that, was that was so such funny. a good one it was a good time man oh my god uh, uh, it's so good, dude. But um, we're gonna have to end it up, man. Um, I really appreciate you being on, dude. Um, yeah, dude. We'll definitely have you on again. But uh, last but not least, where can people find you, man? 
So people can find me uh, anywhere um, at the moment, but mainly Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash adamandjaro. Um, I post stuff on YouTube, I post stuff on Instagram, and I post stuff on TikTok. Um, but yeah, that's the, I usually just use Twitch and um, have a great time. So I'm here for fun, I'm here for uh, the laughs, I'm here for the good times. So that's what I'm doing. For it. the audio listeners, that's Adam Manjaro, A-T-O-M-A-N-J-A-R-O. Yep. Thank you, Zion. Absolutely. And we'll also put that in the link in the descriptions of all of the places. So make sure you can click down right now. Uh, Zion, where can people find you? Uh, lurking everybody's Discord, modding. That's about it. I haven't really been streaming as of late. I don't know what it is, but just mental wise. That's okay. I'm going good. Yeah. So, uh, usually helping out other people's chats uh, or hopping into call and talking shit. Um, Professional shit talker, extraordinary right there. <laughs> I don't know about yeah, all that. Yeah, he definitely but, is. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, yeah, I mean, just gonna be bouncing around. Uh, work's been getting a little bit busier now that it's not so weather bad, but yeah, just Twitch TV, Zion Eat, um, Discords, either in Crazy AF or my personal cord or bounce around. Uh, there will be. I can guarantee I'm probably going to be streaming some Witch Queen content here yep. coming soon, as well leveled. Um, yep. Just something to look forward to, I guess. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. Uh, you guys, can, you already know, you can find me at leveled uh, AF on all socials, and especially on Twitch. Uh, we're also doing a new thing, and I do want to let you guys know this. Uh, we have started doing some mini one-shot podcast so there's going to be some new offerings on uh, all of the platforms that you might be listening to this on called one shots so they're average one shots um, so if you're interested in that kind of content we're actually going to be having some viewers coming in from chat to come talk to us while we're doing it to give their two cents adam was actually on one recently so uh, we'll definitely be hearing from adam more but definitely make sure you're there for his 24-hour stream that is next saturday the 26th starting at 6 p.m eastern standard time Make sure you're there. Follow us. Follow him. And as always, you motherfuckers, stay leveled, man. We love you guys. Smooches. We'll see you guys soon, all right? Bye. Bye. Bye.